wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle, we talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation. And with that, the greatest co-host who ever is and ever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? Oh man, it's a it's a great it's a great episode. Episode yeah, sixty nine. Yeah. This is the Thanksgiving episode. Okay, this is for the family. All right, yeah, calm down family. over there. And with <laughs> that, you know, families they come on all different shapes, sizes, belief systems. And I thought, what better way <laughs> of crossing that aisle, that belief system, by inviting the insipid ghost himself. That was me trying to do my worst shock. <laughs> insipid ghost! Mr. Insipid Ghost himself, Luke Lore. How are you? From the Xbox Drive, how are you? There you go. I'm here. I'm going to make jokes about crossplay. Yep. <laughs> I'm excited. No, boys, thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute pleasure to uh, to join you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an honor to join you, and that is not an exaggeration. Uh, thank you so much for letting me be, be yeah. a part of your Thanks show. Thanks for coming here, yeah. not only just for an episode, and our Thanksgiving episode, but on your birthday, Luke. Yeah. So th- thank birthday, you for taking time dude. out of your special day to be here with us. Yeah. Oh. There is nothing in my life I love more than gaming, and so to get to hang out and chat video games, it's it's the best. That's why, that's why yeah. I, I love doing it. So thank you. It's it's a pleasure. Dude, this is so awesome. So we were going to invite Sean, but he has a kid. So I was just yeah. like, let's not two even kids. Two kids. He's two not, kids. Yeah, two of them now. <laughs> Which yeah. is funny, right? He he runs an Xbox podcast, but his daughter's name's Ellie from The Last of Us. So <laughs> just saying, poking holes, poking holes, Sean. <laughs> so with that, again, congratulations, Sean. Congratulations, Ellie. And uh, yeah, because, you know, she, she got the gift of life. The Thanksgiving episode, this episode, very special because there is so much news. And when it means so much, there's two huge news pieces there's PlayStation's not showing up at E3. We got PlayStation 5 kind of rumors, which we'll talk about. And then Fallout 76. Holy crap. But before we do all that, it's a mouthful of an episode. Yeah, see mm-hmm. that? I'm not going to go with Kyle first. I'm going to go with That's... Mr. Luke Lord. The Incipit Ghost Ball. What have you been playing, man? Uh, I've been playing a lot. But I think the one I want to talk about most right now is Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Yeah. So uh, good. I think so it's good. Yeah, I think it's fitting to chat about it on Trophy Room uh, because in, in my experience with Spyro, it was always PlayStation 1. Yeah. Uh, I never beat a Spyro game uh, when I was younger. Either I, didn't, I wasn't good enough or just didn't click far enough along. But I just wrapped up game one. Uh, I, I loved it. It was a blast. They've done a wonderful job with this. I think it's better than Insane Trilogy. Spyro Reignited, man, that is a game that I... It just makes me want them to release Skylanders all digital. The way they did Starlink, it makes me want to see a Spyro 4. I want Spyro uh, in more places. Uh, what a! It was a, such a great, great trilogy. I love the first game. I love its simplicity and beauty. Mm-hmm. Spyro, that's my answer. Yeah, it, it's such a good... I just platinumed it the other day. Congrats! Uh, yesterday, actually, yeah, it's awesome. I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Do, are they individual platinums? Or the whole each thing? game has its own platinum. Oh, oh that's that answers boy. our question, okay. Joe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I finished the first game just like you when I was younger. I never finished it just mm-hmm. because I probably wasn't skilled enough. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I it's super simple and it's platforming and just collecting a bunch of stuff which i like mm-hmm. um starting the second one was a little weird because they kind of changed the formula a little bit they did i noticed that too and it, it was it was kind of weird going straight from the first one to the second one mm-hmm. um, isn't that like the, the the 90s type of thing where it's like you know the first game is like the core game and they kind of like add things to it that like like little yeah. gimmicks that they don't really need to they could just yeah yeah. So, so basically, the second one, like you can unlock skills for Spyro to do, which is like swim underwater is the skill that you can unlock in the second game and climb walls and, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just you know freeing dragons and collecting or getting back the stolen eggs and gems mm-hmm. and stuff. It's a it's a little, little more gamey if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Okay. Like there's more tricks to it. But that you're you still have to... enjoying the second one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah a whole lot. And. And I, I could say, I echo that with Kyle because I'm debating. He said he platinumed it and on Xbox. It's just three thousand achievement points. Mm-hmm. But I'm debating one King the first game and maybe just dabbling in the the second and third. Yeah. Because I and I feel like I got my money's worth with with um with the uh, the game overall. Just in the first one, it was just such a pleasure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So guys, I've been playing a little game. Oh God, I've been playing a little game. Oh man. I was happy about it. Played Fallout seventy six, and we're okay. gonna talk about it in later later in the show. But um, I've heard I've heard things. I've seen reactions. Yeah, Same. I thought you I've know seen what people listen, try to return it. I'm not a Fallout guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yo, we're gonna talk yeah. about that too for sure. <laughs> I'm not a Fallout guy whatsoever. N- mm-hmm. Never been. I would like to try Fallout three again if they ever do a remaster of that. Uh, but I've never been a Fallout fan. So with that, I, I I saw all this controversy. I saw everybody angry, and I'm like. If anybody's gonna be as neutral as anybody's, if anybody's gonna be as Ireland or Sweden about it, it's gonna be this guy right here. So I walked in, and I'll be honest: the more interesting thing than the gameplay is how I got this game. I went to two Game Stops looking for this game used, because come on, I'm not dumb, dumb. And uh, and seriously, like I almost got hit twice. I almost got rear-ended. I I went I went to Lynnhurst, New Jersey for this game. Okay, Lynnhurst is awful. The traffic is gross. It's ugh, bad. And then I go home, and I, I know it's going to be a big download, because, spoiler alert, there's two patches equals, there are two patches, it, the game's been out for a little less than two weeks, equals to 80 gigabytes. I know it's going to be a big download. And That's on top of the base game? On top of the base game. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, dude, dude, well, there's four, there's 240 gigs in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's... Math. It, it it took it took over an hour and a half to download. I have gigabit, and it was stuck for an hour, for an hour on ninety six percent, and so I was just like, "What? Come on, this is just just four percent. Just do it." He's mocking you. You could do this, and then right then and there, I'm about to give up because Starlink came in. I got it for thirty bucks on Amazon. I was just Whoa. like, "All right, I'm gonna go play. You know, I'm gonna be Fox McCloud. This is gonna be great, right?" <sighs> Once I get Starlink, it's like it's like my PlayStation was fighting it. It was like, "Joe, I don't want this. Please stop." <laughs> let let then, me stop you right there, yes. Joe. Yes. Let me stop you right there. Starlink, one of my favorite games of the year, dude. I can't. Everybody I had it. no idea. Yeah. No idea. I would like this game. Starlink was awesome. I one K'd it. And I'm so waiting for DLC. Yeah. Cause because PlayStation Xbox fans, we didn't get uh, any extra well, content. Dude, let me tell you something. Ooh. I would love that. I would I would love to experience it. But instead, Fallout's like, wait, 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 you're gonna play another game? 
here i'm done and then i started up but was it done no it wasn't because i started it up and it crashed oh it crashed at entering the menu at going hey enter your email to get into fallout crashed and i was just like this is what type of game i'm about to experience and then i go in and they had a patch or or, or they had a sorry their servers were down I'm like in the middle of the day, like any MMO, like World of Warcraft is is my is is my hat. I'll hang my, uh, mm-hmm. the the thing I hang my hat on is mm-hmm. they'll they'll do an update in the middle of the night, early morning. You'll be able to play Eastern time around ten, maybe eleven. Like this is the day before Thanksgiving. Everybody has half days. This game was down for about three to four hours, <laughs> middle of the yeah. day. It was just like yeesh. And then I played it. And uh, it's really boring. It's it's boring and it doesn't tell you a lot of things. Nope. And, um, not when, not a fan so far. When you say you played it, yeah, you said you got about an hour. About an hour. What, what, one thing I think we've noticed a lot of with a lot of recent releases on multiple platforms is that the openings of games can be a bit monotonous or a bit slow. Mm-hmm. I think that's a criticism we throw in. Yeah. Ways. What do you mean by like? It's not not fun so far. Like, talk me through that. So here's, and I'm I'm serious when I'm saying this. This is how they let you out of the world. You know, usually Fallout tutorials are super long. This mm-hmm. one, it's like you get up, get out of your room, and then it's kind of like a conveyor belt of things that they tell you. It's like here, equip this hat. Here, equip your. Or first, it's like equip your Pip Boy. Here, access your Pip Boy. They don't really go into too much detail. Here, you're mm-hmm. gonna need food and water. And once I was like, I didn't know that. I was like, oh God, no. Oh, I'm going to be thirsty mm-hmm. all the time. And then they they give you cards and then they give you a weapon and then you're out and then you're just, or they don't even give you a weapon. Maybe I missed that part, but they're just like, here's all these things. Is this a conveyor belt of knowledge? And then they just throw you out in the wilderness and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the game. And then you're going to this one quest to find this lady, you know, spoilers, not there because there's no NPCs and it's just boring. It's just there's a lot of popping. I was taking damage. I was walking on this pathway and I just took damage for no reason. Like fall damage. Mm. I was, like I felt I like my my camera went down as this I fell and I took a little bit of damage. I was just like what the and I looked around I'm like is there like bees or something? Like am I about to be Nick Cage and and you know I no, like nothing. I'm just yeah. what's going on here? There's a this strange bit of lag pop in type stuff. It's it's rough, but I'm going to be playing it again tonight with Fiona before I do any types of impressions videos. Did you Fiona run into McKinnon? anybody? Yeah, Fiona McKinnon of Nuke This. Post of Nuke podcast. This? Yeah, yeah. Nuke oh, This, yeah. Wow, wow. Uh, uh, did you run into anybody in that hour? Like other I did, players? I, I ran into one guy. He did look cool. Uh, he looked like death, and then he waved yeah. at me, and then you just ran away. Oh, so he was he was nice to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, because that was my big issue when I heard it was just an online kind of free-for-all type of thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to just get destroyed by other players. So it's, and, defi- and it, it's definitely a game. It definitely exists. We'll get we'll get into it. Sure. More, but, uh... did, did, you, did you... I'm just going to yeah. cut you off while you're trying to rotate away. Um, <laughs> did you see the guy that's, like, cosplaying within the game? I have not seen anybody NPC? do that so far. So there's oh, and guy. he gives you stuff, right? I think I read that story. Yeah. 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 I've only seen one guy, and now I... It's it's not fun. Please don't get this game. I'll just immediately say that right off the bat. I am not impressed. I am I am understanding the complaints so far. I, I think for sixty dollars for this game, 
No. Kyle, but yeah, okay, yeah. we'll get into that. Kyle, what have you been playing? So about 40 minutes ago, I'm going to tell a little story. Okay. About 40 minutes ago, I was cleaning up through some of my computer desk drawers. Sure. And I found an unused Amazon gift card. So for thirty dollars, so oh, I was like, "Ooh, what a gift!" Let me, and I know knew immediately what I was going to do with it. What so I go on Amazon, I get the digital code, and put it in a PSN store, and then I bought Beat Saber, and that's why I was a little late to record, and that's why my hair is all sweaty yes. and and not. Yes. Beat Saber is incredible. Yeah, like I never, I have some rhythm. It's just it's not like I played Rock Band and stuff, and I right. played the drums. Um, Beat Saber is incredible. The the way you feel like a, like a a conductor in an orchestra, just with lightsabers, you just kind of hack it away as they come through. You get it. It does such a great job of kind of smoothing you into it. Like I started obviously on easy, yeah, and mm-hmm. just to get a feel for it. And I did the first couple of songs on hard already because you just kind of get the feeling for it. Okay, and you're moving around. It's a workout. Like you have to squat to get under like some impossible barriers, and you're moving around. Um, it is, it is a good ass VR game and I'm mm. so happy that PSVR is getting these type of games. And I, I'll say, even though there's not a lot of songs, right? I think I only counted 15, 20, um, Beat Saber is like a PSVR system seller in my eyes. Wow. And it's, it, it's 30 bucks. It's 30 bucks. Okay. I, I, I had to pay $2 in tax with real money other than gift card money. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's it's so so good. Don't you we're love done. when that happens? Don't you love when that happens? I, I loved it, and the, the moment we're done, I'm gonna hop right back in and probably sweat it off and play more more songs. Well, Kyle, I'm gonna say this. Uh, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> I sold my VR unit uh, to pay for my Spider-Man bundle, and I told Kyle I have the ability. I have the ability to get a VR unit for essentially a hundred bucks and i'd only be at that point losing 10 bucks out of the exchange of which i sold it for so um yeah i just bought a vr unit right now on amazon yeah you you sold me you sold me i'm gonna get the super hot creed bundle because i have never played super hot so you you sold me i need this i want tetris effect on vr which i'm gonna pick up on friday yeah oh god dude there's so many games so many games with that god we got this is a great episode already i'm enjoying this here's something we're gonna have a really great discussion on and this is why i brought you here luke because you are an xbox guy so you could kind of you could level our expectations and and give a counterpoint i really want to know what you think of this playstation is skipping e3 2019 this comes straight out of Kotaku, so please, 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 please give them a click. And it states the following. Uh, and this actually comes straight out of the lips of a Sony representative. It says, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look to for innovative opportunities to engage the community, said Sony in a statement. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate and think differently and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to take part uh, or not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage with our community in 2019, and we can't wait to share our plans with you. So they are not going to E3. A few months back, they announced that they're not going to PSX because they don't have those things to wow us, right? 
this is a long time now. Theoretically, we don't know if there's going to be a PSX in 2019. No E3. PlayStation has been a part of E3 now for, I believe, what is it, like 24 years? It's been a hot minute since mm-hmm. PlayStation has took part uh, in E3. They are very much cemented in E3's history. With that, Antonio writes in, you son of a bitch, Antonio. I don't understand the spin. It's not a positive thing to cancel PSX and the appearance at E3. Going silent for a year is not a victory lap. It's not a great marketing ploy. They are running dry on things to get excited about. We've known this for a while. It's okay to let them rest and come back strong. If they announce that they are leaving E3 and going with PSX from now on, or and he says in quotes, or a brand new event near or around E3, then I would believe it was part of the plan. Okay, is this good news or is this bad news? Is the PlayStation 5 coming out in 2020? So there's a lot There's a lot to, to kind of dive in here. And, and I want to also just tack on Eric's question here. He writes in, you could do, you could write us questions to the trophy room via the bad bit discord or the PS trophy room on Twitter. He goes, do you feel like the reception towards PS uh, PlayStation leaving E3 is overreacting on both sides? Cause I feel like Antonio's comment is a bit heated, but he kind of brings it back to center. What do you guys feel about PlayStation not attending E3 in 2019? I'm going to start with Kyle. I hope that's, yeah, yeah. I hope that's all right. Birthday boy. It it sucks. Yeah. I, I I don't like them leaving E3, um, because as a primarily PlayStation gamer, um, I look forward to it. It was an event. I went to the city. I went to the movie theater to watch E3 with other PlayStation fans. Like, it was, it's a it's a highlight. It, it kicks off the summer for me. Um, so it sucks that they're not going to do it. And the fact that we didn't get PSX this year and we, we haven't heard anything yet. Um, a couple things in that statement makes me think that we are going to get something. When he says we're exploring new and familiar ways. Familiar ways, yeah. yeah. So my first thought was, of course, PSX is is definitely going to happen at some point next year. Yeah. Um, but then I was also thinking, well, maybe it's one of those like PS4 reveal events they sure. did in February where they kind of show off what they've been... Maybe they show the early version of PS5 or just kind of like some updates here and there. Maybe it's something that Xbox used to, uh, or does. I think they still do it where they do like updates every month or so. Um, or like a Nintendo Direct. Maybe right. they're doing something like that. I don't know. But uh, don't leaving like E3... This, uh, at... Yeah. I, I think leaving E3 kind of... Um, it also makes you think what I've heard from the industry where E3 is not what it used to be. It's now fans going, and a lot of people don't like that who are in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe this is like the first shot fired to be like, E3 is kind of like a relic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we'll do something new. Maybe it's more of a yeah. Comic-Con rather than yeah. a mm-hmm. conference like this. Luke, what are you, what's your take on this? What are, you, what are your thoughts? PlayStation leaving E3. I don't think they're gone for good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think they're exiting this year. Okay. Um, Anybody's going to be chomping at the bit when Sony returns because they've just done such an incredible job this generation. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not nearly as upset as, as, uh, who was the caller? Uh, Antonio? (laughs) Yes. Antonio uh, Gillian? Yeah, I don't don't know know each other at all. He's a, he's he's a new voice to me. Um, but 
in truth, I think that uh, it is just fine. I don't have any panicking about it. Nintendo, I'm sorry, PlayStation. Uh, they're 85 plus units sold. They're only rising. They're continuing there. Uh, if you got nothing to show, uh, I'm okay with you bowing out. Yeah. And I think if this if there's a couple steps to this, I think if it had been the other way around, panic button all day long. If it had yeah. been Xbox stepping out, oh, panic button all day long. This is bad news bears. For Sony to do it, I think it's just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think their last PSX disappointed, um, which was a bummer. I do want to clarify for any listeners that aren't aware of me. I'm a multi-console owner. I, I love PlayStation. I think it's a great system and, and ecosystem. Um, but I was disappointed with the last PSX, mm-hmm. and I felt it fell flat. And so if it was going to be another one of those, good. Bow out. Take a moment. Mm-hmm. The the part that I feel they've really missed a beat and allowed themselves uh, worthy scrutiny is that they are no longer going to be spotlighting what won them the generation. It's what won me the console. It began in that February release where Mark Cerny walked out with a controller, but yeah. then it continued with the, the indie process and third third-party spotlights. They've just, I think, shot themselves in the foot with third-party relations. For the short term. For long term, everybody's going to be chomping, chomping to get PlayStation back because it's a big name, a lot of units sold, big install base, and great uh, worldwide presence, whereas I think Microsoft has a very isolated presence. Right. I so. think f- for me, I am I actually – I'm kind of 50-50 on this news. Uh, I'm not – you know, I, I've heard some PlayStation fanboys. I'm going to just say it. Like They're like, this is the greatest thing that could ever happen. This is amazing. I think that it is a give and a take. My thoughts have definitely evolved since the announcement. First and foremost, I, I, for me, uh, I think there's like three parts of this. One, it, yeah, I think Kyle's right. I think EA, E3 is not what it once was. And EA is not what it once was. Um, it, it's, it is evolving. It is, you know, we see more and more people start to kind of not take E3 as seriously. We see more announcements at the beginning of E3 or right before the conference because there's a lot of noise at E3, right? Like a lot of people have even taken their conferences out of E3. You saw it with Microsoft. They moved away. They, you know, E3, uh, EA, look at it. I confused both. It's going to happen. You know, they went to Britain one year because it was just here. Here's our own thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think E3 is just changing and it is becoming more of a commercial thing rather than an industry thing. And I think I think that's fine because for me, if I'm Sony, I am now competing against and and even just anybody entering E3. You're you're competing against Microsoft, uh, Square Enix, Nintendo, micro you know, uh, did I say Microsoft, EA, you know, Ubisoft. You're you're competing against all these huge announcements. And then you're talking about winners and losers and all the clout that's in between. You kind of want to just walk away from it and go, listen, you guys can argue over who's going to earn the news for the day. How about we just do our own thing where it's in the middle of the week and we just announce it and it's all eyes on us for a few days rather than a few hours or a few minutes. Yeah, kind of how they did like those little announcements before E3 this year. Exactly. So it was like five days before the actual conference where we saw Tetris Effect for the first time and Beat Saber was yeah. announced in those couple of days leading up. So. Yeah, and so I don't think I don't think you need E3 as a huge company in, in that sense. Uh, and when you're announcing uh, another console, thinking about it like this, if Microsoft announces their console in E3 the, next year, because that's what the rumor is, is 2020, that's when they're going to you know, release their console. PlayStation now has 
however much time they want to look at that console, see what they did right with its launch and what they've done wrong and where they could fit in between all that. And then they could come out at a PSX and go, here's our console. You know, they have all the time in the world, theoretically, to come out and say, yeah, this is what our console is going to be like and kind of have have that that way of differentiating themselves from their competition kind of gives them more room to breathe, to, to strategize. Uh, but you talk about indies, this sucks. You talk about developers, this does suck. This is not good news for them, right? Like, why would I, if I'm an indie or even like, you know, a double A or maybe even a triple A title, why would I go to you to get, you know, marketing deals with? Because E3 is important. Having that game on your stage, you have millions of eyes looking at you. And by not being on that stage, you're, you're kind of just going, yeah, I don't need you guys. Bye-bye. So what is Activision going to do? What is EA or Ubisoft or indie company A, B, and C, D going to do without that push? Especially the indies. I think that's, that's a very, again, we don't know the scope of things. It's a very ignorant thing of sony to kind of just go they're gonna come with us don't worry about it don't worry we have the install base so i think there is there is good and bad and i do think it's a mixed bag Mm -hmm. but for me to just sit here and go it's bad and it sucks or this is great i we just don't know until it happens right Mm -hmm. so with that Mr. Moody writes in, again, like you can too, if you're on Bad Bit Discord, if you follow us on PS Trophy Room, shoot us a tweet, we'll get you on the show. Mr. Moody, the glorious one, writes in and he says, with Sony skipping E3 next year, do you think this means the PlayStation 5 might release earlier in 2020, like the springtime, or do you think they'll release in the fall of 2020, the holiday season? So, guys... PlayStation 5 is happening. We heard a lot of rumors and speculation, and I don't want to dive too deep in that. PlayStation 5 is happening. Do you think with this move of them not going to E3, does this mean that, yeah, they want a space for themselves to launch their new system? I'll go with you, Luke. I think it's certainly easier to get your message out there now than E3, and so it makes sense to bow out. The decision sort of reeks to me of late PS2, early PS3, and so I'm hoping they're not following in that trend. I hope they mm-hmm. take a page from their own book and launch uh, as they did with the PS4, which certainly had me on board, and it was my system of choice for a long time. Um, frankly, I would love to see it not be near a holiday season. Mm. I don't want it near holiday. I actually think systems are better suited to come out uh, earlier in the year before. while well, you're not well, – you don't have grandma – you know, fighting it a Black Friday sale, trying yeah. to get you the thing. Uh, and then you can kind of long tail and release throughout the year. And I think you actually can occupy more news uh, that way. Kind of like with so the I, Switch. Mm-hmm. Switch is a great and wonderful example. Uh, what I don't want to happen, and this is true of Xbox and PlayStation, I'm hopeful that they do not launch these systems, Scarlet, PlayStation 5, whatever else they do, uh, without quality games and reasons to upgrade something about these new systems suggests to me that they might be backward compatible and forward compatible where certain games you can play you know if it launches on xbox scarlet it'll work on your xbox one 
if it yeah. launches on PS5, it might, you know, some of them might work. Mm-hmm. DC Universe actually did this with PS4, PS3. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. That was a great yeah. thing for me. So I hope that it's earlier in the year. Okay. Not, not later. What about what about you, Kyle? Um, I mean, yeah, earlier in the year would be great. Uh, just to give time to have more titles. Because when PS4 launched, there was like, I want to say six games that launched with it. Um, a couple sports titles and stuff. And but Mac. then, and Knack, Knack was, yeah, our Lord and Savior. Our Lord um, and <laughs> uh, But then there was, like, I say drought, but, like, the next big game took a while. Dude, to 2014 come to sucked for games. Yeah. I'm both um, Exclusives. For exclusives. Yeah. Exclusives, yes. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But I, even to me, like, the point of 2014, I was like, am I growing out of games because nothing's, nothing's appealing to me? Like yeah, like Titanfall I loved, but it died within a month. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs. Well, come on, we all, games. Games. we all know why. We all know why. It's a great game, but they shot. They put it. No, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. We, you know, Watch Dogs Destiny didn't didn't show us what the next generation was. For me, it is Bloodborne, where it really does kick it off of like, here's what games are, man. Here it is. Black flag. Black flag. God, so good. That was so good, good. Yeah. So with that, I, I I agree. I actually would like. My battle plan is if I'm Sony, we announce that we're it's kind of like we're announcing we have an announcement at around E3. Yes, we have a new console. It's coming. Here's a little meeting like a week after E3 to kind of take all the oxygen back into the Sony ecosystem, back into the Sony conversation and go, we are announcing PSX this year. Come get your tickets. We're going to have something big to show you. And mm-hmm. that's where they reveal the PlayStation 5. I, I There is no way, shape, or form to me PSX isn't around. Because they, they, they talk about it. Talking to the fans. Like, think about it. PSX is a thing next year. You have people in the room. They're not reporters. They love your thing. They love it so much. Mm-hmm. They just bought a ticket. And you're about to announce the best fucking mobile game. <laughs> we... We saw this. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kyle. But, yeah. I, I, but this, I think Joe is right on the money. Yeah. I think whenever you launch or you make a big announcement like that, put your journos in a section. Yeah. Don't let it be up front. Make sure the cameras and, and launch it at. We saw recently with XO18 for for the Xbox uh, fans. But PSX is a great place to launch. Launch where your fans are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let that hype and the energy be infectious and spread virally because that's what that's what's I special. Mean, that's what makes the game special. Look Put at the journals in a section. Yeah, look at XO. Like the announcement were, were they, the announcements weren't big, but to an Xbox fan, like the people in that audience mm-hmm. fucking were losing their shit out of at PUBG going to Game Pass, right? Like it's like holy crap. So just imagine you have your own little convention. And it's all about the PlayStation 5. You're getting now fans' hands-on impressions of this thing. You're having now people writing in their blogs, you know, telling their <laughs> friends, like, yeah, dude, yeah. like, talking to people in their cars about it. Like, it's gonna, or, that's or, an awesome yeah. thing. You know? Or we get reactions, like you said, to do it in front of fans. Like, the first PSX conference was awesome when they were yeah. cut to the fans jumping out of their feet, mm-hmm. uh, up on their feet, screaming. The the second one wasn't great because they ended on Paragon, yeah. but like the the third one ended with a surprise for Last of Us Part Two, and everybody and lost their shit. Everyone lost it because we already had a Naughty Dog reveal at the, at the start of the panel. Yeah. yeah. So and that was 
the buzz around that conference and around PlayStation as a whole was just it's that's what they need to do. And, yeah. and I agree with you, PSX. Whenever they do it, hopefully it's next year. Uh, they come out guns blazing. Like, here's our system. Here's what we can do. Now, with that, and you can play it. Like, you yeah, know, you can play the conference. Go in there and go try it out and and see for yourselves. Now, I'm gonna say something and very crazy. What if they do what they did with the Nintendo Switch? Because I actually really like Vita Two. Vita Two. What? Calm down. It's it's the Switch. <laughs> I, I literally I put the label behind my Switch. It's the Vita Two. Thanks, gotcha. Nintendo, for ta- taking that idea from us. I'll, I'll take my royalty check any day you want. But when they announced the Switch, they're just like, it's out in, a, it's out in like a month or two. Um, there it is. And like, yeah. then you have the hype. Everybody's pumped for it. It's like, here, we announced it in December. It's out in March. Here you go. With that, uh, there's a question coming from the famous Seamus himself. He asks, how do you guys feel uh, if Sony does a Nintendo-style video in place of going to E3, which bleeds into this question. Now, if I was you, yeah, it's more subtle. It's Thanksgiving. No need to shout across the table. Do we only use a direct approach, or do we form now using like a PlayStation Plus, or sorry, PlayStation Experience to be the place where we announce all of our PlayStation news. Forget E3, we're just doing PSX from now on. Or do we do the approach where we do it kind of, we do it like Nintendo does it. They did one thing right, guys. Congratulations. You have a 15-minute video. Here's the game. Because the last three threes, it was just like, here's your game, here's your game, here's your game. We're done. And then we had a guy playing with a flute, right? (laughs) So with that, I don't know. Luke, what do you think? Do you think a direct style approach or do you think PSX style? Classical approach. I would like to see PlayStation and everybody start to adopt a more direct. I think Xbox is evolving with inside Xbox. But as far as the the PlayStation approach, announce it at a PSX. Mm. And for E3... You need to give your fans something. Okay. You need to give your you need to give your relationships with with third parties something. If you if you truly are bowing out of E3, I think you cannot go back and renegotiate that idea any longer. You need to step away from E3. Give it a two weeks removed or two before or after, um, and occupy that that mind share on your own. Uh, I. I would like to see them ignore PS or e, ignore E3 altogether right now, mm-hmm. uh, because they because that die has been cast. Not because I think it was the right choice or wrong choice, um, but I want to see a bit of both. But if you're going to announce new hardware, I want that at a PSX. Mm-hmm. If you're going to talk to your fans, give it a tight, concise, good Nintendo Direct style, short Nintendo Direct. We've seen some bad ones that were too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I struggle to answer your question clearly, and I apologize for that. How dare you, Luke? I think you're <laughs> saying do more of a, a bit of both, right? I, like I, a bit like fill in fill in the gaps that are missing with direct style Sony approaches, and then go with a classical one at the end, that one two punch. Here's Last of Us Part Three. Type of exactly. Yeah. There is a reason that PlayStation is in first, and it comes from developer relationships and fan relationships and those two things both need to be fostered you have to you have to water both of those plants uh and see to it that you don't ignore one and and sacrifice one for the other we saw xbox make this mistake with xbox one's launch we saw nintendo do it with wii u when you ignore both it's a problem yeah and so i would like to nail down at at least one of those things 
Uh, yeah. yeah. And not not screw up the other. You know, it takes a long time to build Mindshare back. And they, they did it with PS3. Yeah. I think they can absolutely Kyle, do well here. It's it's a tricky question because they kind of they kind of do have like a direct a direct style approach already in the form of the blogs. Well, yeah, kind of. But after E3, we have Paris Games Week, we have Gamescom, we have Tokyo Game Show. There, yeah. there's those are three major shows where they usually show up and have like a press conference. Uh, to talk about things all within like two months of each other. I think we could consider all those things they're not going to. Well, yeah, I, and that's what I would hope. And I would hope they would take all that information that would be there. And yeah, maybe every other month we get a direct style yeah. type 20 minute video of like, hey, look at this cool stuff. Yeah. And then hopefully come back to E3 and, and show off like exclusive major things or at a PSX where the fan base is there and, and kind of, you and know. I think that's, I think you're totally right. I think even you could see the industry is moving that way into the more direct style approaches. Like yeah. you saw with Call of Duty this year, you even saw a little bit with Battlefield, like they had their own events. And that's why to me, when people are concerned about like Sony leaving E3 and giving everybody the finger on the way out is I think like when it comes to Call of Duty, like when it comes to the big meaty AAA games, I think they already hold their own events. Like, Call of Duty has Call of Duty XP every year. Like, mm -hmm. Destiny's starting to form their own little convention as well. Like, every time they announce something, and even when they announced Destiny 2, they had they rented out a theater for it. So, I don't think it's that much of a problem with them leaving E3 in terms of the, the, the big AAAs. But if, in the form of indies, I think that's where the direct approach comes in. I think with the big AAAs, have this huge event, but for the little indies... Mm -hmm. have the PlayStation spotlight shine a light on these guys and gals who are making great stuff. So I think, yeah, a little bit of both. I think for your big releases, you have this huge convention for it. And then for the smaller releases, you show your, your support in that way. I think there's, there's multiple ways of doing it with that. Yeah, though, I, I actually kind of like a little bit of what they did at E3 this year yeah. with the different themed rooms. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. If they want to do that for a live event, like big major exclusive stuff. Sure. Just don't have that awkward in between time. Like if they want to do like a live show and make it a spectacle, which is awesome, kind of do it in the easier way where Please. we're not sitting there. And, and and I love Sid Schumann and I love the PlayStation team, but there was a lot of yeah, a lot of sitting around stuff. Bad, no, bad. Not news. Yeah, they they tried they they did vamp very well, but yeah. man, it was it was it tough was to rough. watch guys that are so likable like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But with that's that, a that's a logistics. With that, uh, yes. Joe really wants to move on. I do because we're <laughs> that that was a thirty minute conversation. Holy cow! Let's go on to Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six came out, guys, and um, it's not it's not very great. <laughs> this first story comes out of the uh, push square, and I give them a click, and everybody that I say from here on out, give them all clicks. Fallout 76's first post-launch patch is out for the PlayStation 4, and it weighs in at a whopping 47 gigabytes. This update that Bethesda says will improve the game's performance. Trust me, there was a lot of them. So let's hope that... That was out of context. Back into context. So let's hope that the near-constant stuttering and ridiculously low frame rates are eradicated with this install. Bethesda has also noted that future patches should not be as big as this one, <laughs> so feel free to argue that the title has indeed launched in an unfinished state with this update installed fallout 76 has a total size of 100 
gigabytes on the Sony system. But wait, there's more. An angry customer destroys a GameStop store over the inability to return <laughs> Fallout 76. There's a 45-second uh. tirade of this man going through a GameStop because he couldn't trade in a game. And I wanted to clarify this. It's not saying that it's Fallout 76, but that is what the internet's saying it is. So that's mm-hmm. actually false. We don't know what game he's upset about, but the internet's kind of snowballed it. And that's not helping Bethesda's case whatsoever. With that, yeah. there's more. Fallout 76 will drop to $40 for Black Friday. Holy crap. And then the latest patch that has just come out for this game on the PlayStation makes the PlayStation 4 Pro version practically unplayable. At the same exact time, the sales number for this game is traumatically low, selling less than, and um, this is me, rough, rough, rough estimate, about 80% lower than Fallout 4's initial release. Holy crap. That's a lot. That's a lot. Our first question comes from Mr. Eric. He writes in, like you can, Discord, PS Trophy Room. With Fallout 76 being treated as the new No Man's Sky of the year, do you have hope that Bethesda will will take this chance to fix a lot of the glaring issues with Fallout games for Starfield or Elder Scrolls 6? Kyle, what are your thoughts? Do you, I what do you sh- think sh- you're gonna what, ah, what do you think's gonna happen with this game? I sure hope they take that approach to Starfield yeah. and, and Elder Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably why we didn't see much and, and you know at E3 and it's probably years away but they just got to take their time and fix their their engine and stuff because that's the base of it um, yeah. I mean eventually I feel like all the other games get fixed at some point uh, like you I I think I put I only played Fallout 4 and I only played maybe 15 hours of it before it kind of lost oh interest and why did you um, lose interest in it it's 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 a good question it's I I saw it as like a shooter mm. type of RPG thing kind of like a Mass Effect type of style third person shooter right. thing and the shooting just felt off to me in yeah. four and, and i i realized you can use vats with the pip boy but even then it it just wasn't my style of gameplay mm-hmm. and the world's cool i love the world of fallout um just but it just thing. just didn't click with me yeah. um so i'm hoping that they fix it because okay. fallout fallout fan base is huge yeah and they deserve to have and they're very upset right now and rightfully so that would be like if we got or if you got a Bloodborne, a um, oh, I can't think of the freaking studio, from software game where it just was not, it was not up to par. The glitches galore, you just couldn't play it. I understand that, but like you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. what if yeah. you got a game that you adore? Like I got a, I got a Resistance game that was not anything even close to being to yeah. a first-person shooter from Sony. Like I understand the outrage, and they deserve to be outraged. I'm just hoping for them that it gets fixed in a, to make it somewhat pr- playable soon. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Luke? What do you What do you think is their approach now with this game being as canned as it is? Like everybody's throwing throwing rocks at this thing. What do you think Bethesda's approach is with with their next game, Starfield? It is tough to say because they were 
it, it feels very tone deaf what they did with Fallout 76. I mean, on the financial side, they had nothing else to release. Yeah. So I get it. In 2017, they rocked it when they had Wolfenstein 2 and Doom uh, coming over to Switch. They had so many great news talk, save single player. We were all high on it. And then to have such a misstep now, I don't know what this does for their future going forward. Um, I can abstain from offering an opinion on both Fallout 4 and 76. I've never played them. Mm. Um, But outside looking in on it, it strikes me as extremely tone deaf of Bethesda overall to launch 76 in the state that it did and it it makes me question their ability to stay consistent um because i was super high on them in 2017 and i i actively bought uh bethesda titles that i thought would would suit me at some point and i did not um see this coming in this state i'm hoping it's a bit exaggerated or it's quickly fixed but it doesn't look like it might be so if i am a future fan of starfield or if i am to be swayed to purchase starfield or i'm interested in it um i think my approach is a bit more tepid and i'm like oh wait a minute if they're willing to do this following such a good wave of hype what happens now it's certainly it's a tale of two bethesdas for now yeah yeah um yeah this is troubling and i think it kind of it it kind of cracks the mirror that we saw bethesda right like it it was kind of like you know, Bethesda, I think I said it, like, during our E3 show. It's just, like, that that's a company you feel like you can have a beer with, right? Remember, like, anytime someone's running for president, you're like, I could have a beer with that guy. Mm-hmm. I could have a beer with Bethesda. We can hang out. And then this happens. And, like, my worst fear came true of what this game is. This, is, this game is a game not of passion. It's not they wanted to make this because they thought it would be a great game first. It was, we want to make this because we want to make a lot of money off this trend of game of service and we don't understand it, but we're going to do it. And that's what this game feels like. Again, it's only been the first hour for me, but it feels empty, boring and just lacking anything. It just feels like they dropped assets and they're like here and all the, all the assets you didn't, all the things you didn't like from fallout four, the majority of you, they're here. Now you're going to love them this time. Why? Because we said so. And and it is completely tone deaf. So dude writes in, do you think Fallout 76 can, recom- can recover from all the criticism it is getting like No Man's Sky is trying to do? And I put this link down here. No Man's Sky has a new big update called Visions, and it adds more pla- planet variations that have rainbows and it adds all different types of biomes. We see this game that was critically panned in the beginning, and now mm-hmm. it's, finally, it's finally a game. It's finally something that people could be proud of and, and want to play, though it's not my type of game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They, they've completely changed the narrative of this game. Whereas Fallout 76, I'm saying this, and, I'm, and I know it's an extreme take, and I know, I know it's an extreme take. This game is so early access. This game is not worth $40, let alone $60. It's not even worth $20. To me, I do feel that I do feel that holy crap if I am a if I if this was my franchise I would be really upset. And I I feel like dude at this point just take back the game. Just let people return it. This is awful. Like mm-hmm. this is there's is no way you fix this game. Because just the core foundation of no NPCs whatsoever, just run around, build a base in, in a Fallout world. And, like, even when you're building a camp, you can't build it anywhere. Um, just, just, just please stop. 
please. <laughs> like I would I would pull this game from shelves. Seriously, like I know that's an extreme take, but the hate, the amount of animosity towards even seeing some big Bethesda fans just go like, "What the fuck is this?" And and like, I I don't know. I I don't think it could come back. I don't think there's mm-hmm. a way this game could come back in a cost-effective way that Bethesda wants. I just don't see it. And it sucks because I know yeah. people worked real hard on this. I know the studio that worked on this before worked on, I think it was called like Battle Right or something like that, and it didn't work out the way they wanted. And I saw that as Bethesda going, okay, that project failed. We need to make a lot of money fast to recoup the cost of that game. Let's just make a Fallout game. Let's put Todd Howard, call him the game director, put a hat on him, put him on stage, and let him tell a joke. But I think, to me, and I just want a quick yay and nay, it's not cute anymore, Bethesda. Your glitches are not cute anymore. Witcher, Red Dead, whether you love those games or hate them, they're completely detailed. Their worlds are beautiful. They feel, again, lived in. You hear it all the time, but it's true. They, they, and Red, not Red Dead, uh, CD Project Red is, is a fraction of the size of you. And they just did it so much better. It's embarrassing. Like you used to be ahead of the game. Now what? You just, you're cashing in. I don't, I don't know. It's depressing. It really is. Mm-hmm. But do you think that, that, do you think something major, there, there has to be a shakeup here at Bethesda for, for this, the launch of this game in terms of how they bring out their games into the future? Like, is the jank cute anymore, guys? I would say no. no. I, it's kind of my same feelings when when Telltale was still around, where their their games always had the same issues. No. Bethesda games, for the most part, um, have the same exact stuff going on: the the, the pop ins, the the weird glitches, the there's just always something wrong with like the the actual Bethesda Softworks games. Yeah. Um so yeah, no. It's not okay anymore. Um I hope they they fix it. I do just want to say really quick. Mm-hmm. I think it's unfair to label this like a No Man's Sky situation cuz No Man's Sky was so far worse in my eyes than this. Yeah. Cuz that the, the game we received is was completely different than what we were shown. It's true, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You are right. Yeah, maybe that's but, just me talking passion. I think you're completely yeah. right on that. Yeah. I, I I do I do Yeah, it's not cute anymore. Yeah. I, I and it sucks cuz I know people worked hard on it cuz yeah. every game gets people work hard on and I just hope they fix it and they do it soon. Yeah. With that, yeah. let's get let's move on to the next story. This might even be yeah, it's going to be our last story. All right, so everybody buckle in. I'll just do some quick news flashes for you guys. All right, or flash news, I like to call them. Black Friday, PlayStation 4 bundle of Spider-Man is selling out everywhere. Everywhere. It's nuts. Like, right now on Amazon, it's sold out on the, on the first day. Walmart, it's got sold out as well. GameStop, you can still purchase them. I see every time, like, I've walked into GameStop twice, I've seen six of these things fly off the shelves. It's crazy. And there's a great question here. Famous Seamus writes in, if you could build your own PlayStation 4 bundle, what games would you have for it? And what kind of design would you go for to make it a limited edition? So would you keep it a standard black box or would you put a shiny little sticker on it? Kind of like the way they did with Spider-Man PlayStation 4 and the days of play PlayStation 4. So that rolls into now if I was you. 
Okay, no more Spider-Man bundles, right? Because we already got that covered. What is a game for Black Friday specifically you're throwing in with a PlayStation, base PlayStation, $199? What game are you throwing? What what type of special stuff is it? Kyle, you seem like you're in a deep thought about this. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. Because we already got a God of War bundle. You did. So like I, I can't say God of War. Hmm. Um Let's see, let's see. Does it have to be a game from this year as a bundle? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can I can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. I am gonna do a God of War bundle. Okay. Yep. And I think it's going to be just a standard black PlayStation 4 with God of War 4. Uh and it's going to be, yeah, one ninety nine. Just just get them out there. We don't need a, a fancy stamp on the console to make it cool, mm-hmm. to make it sell. I think God of War is a real popular game, and I think it's sold amazingly. And to just ha- to remind people it exists is awesome. And you know what? I'd go even one step further. I'd throw in, uh, I'd throw in that uh, David Cage game. Detroit? <laughs> Detroit. Throw that in there, you know? Just for kicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Luke. I would Luke your head. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Do not throw in... Detroit Become Human or a David wow. Cage game as your system selling bundle. Yeah, I listen, <laughs> do I, I mean, not I, do I, that. God yeah, of War, sure, right. it's exclusive, it's great. Yeah. Spider Man, it's approachable, it's beautiful. No. Yeah, yeah, you, right. you don't need the. Yeah. yeah. What would you put in there, Luke? Spider Man. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Kyle, what's it's Spider Man. What's a game? It, it's, it's weird, and it probably is not going to move units, but what I would do is seeing how. It's on. It's uh, nominated for Game of the Year. I would do a bundle with uh, Celeste and Guacamelee Two. Oh, like an indie bundle. Yeah, like a bunch of like okay. smaller indie games. And again, Black PS4. This is your kinda... shoe. You could do whatever you want. Yeah, just well. Then I'm doing the PS4 with one of the Celeste strawberries on it. All right. um, <laughs> yeah, it, it just a bunch of like smaller indie titles like Donut County, yep. Guacamelee Two. Uh, um, Celeste, uh, yeah, you know, just like smaller stuff. Tetris effect, bam, done. Sure, there you go. I man. think that's that's dope, but I don't think it's gonna sell a single yeah. system. I I, I I I understand. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, cool. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. It, it's I'm with just you. like because again, in my mind, it's hard to come over. We had a God of War, we had a Spider Man yeah. already. Yeah, let's so do something. He did it right. He did it right with that one. With those. Yeah, yeah. Kingdom you know, Hearts three is coming out, too. guys. What? Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out. I saw I that know, at EXO. They, they said it. Kingdom Hearts 3 is gone gold. They have finished the game. Believe it or not, it's actually <clears throat> going to be coming out in January. Congratulations to them. Uh, no drop because it's Black Friday. Okay? It's nuts. Go out there. Go buy PlayStations. Uh, only only 200 bucks. VR, only 200 bucks. I just bought it. So can you. With that, our final, final, final bit of news. It's Game Pass things. is on sale, guys. That's what you need to be checking out. UK sales chart says, <laughs> shut your mouth. Spyro roasts Red Dead Redemption. This is crazy. Spyro, reignited trilogy. I said it right this time, Kyle. Red yeah. Dead, Fallout, Pokemon. Spyro sold better than all those games in the week that it launched. Activision's onto the winner, 
the uh with these nostalgia fueled PlayStation One remakes as Spyro the Reignited Trilogy has topped <laughs> UK sales charts, although Pokemon would have taken the W if it was combined with its multiple editions. They sell, you know, Pikachu and Eevee with different skews, but whatever, suck at Nintendo, you lost. This hey, still jo- yes. Did Black um, I, I I keep interrupting a lot of this yeah. episode, I apologize. Oh, you know what? I don't feel bad. No, because you Black- know what? You go like, I have to leave at this time. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to try to get this under an hour. Bla- Did Black Ops 4 not win? I thought they just announced that. Well, UK we're getting there. Sales. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're getting okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Hold your horses, okay? I don't I don't hold no horse. This I'll is an Red impressive Dead. result, <laughs> says. By God, that horse kicked me for no reason. Listen here, you listen once. I listen twice. Listen. You interrupt me again, Luke. I I know it's your birthday, but yeah, I'll blow the candles true. out with my, with my <laughs> hand, Luke. <laughs> what type of cake you eating? Is it uh, German chocolate with a nice, uh, nice coconut-like layering on top, or is it a, is it a carrot cake with a nice cream cheese layering on top? Is a pumpkin pie with a chocolate oh, crust? God, pumpkin pie chocolate crust you put a little whipped cream on there you put a little you know what just a little it's your birthday indulge put there ain't nothing better on a wednesday evening the recording podcast about pumpkin pie and fallout 76 by god the horses are better in odyssey let's just let's, we're all let's, let's be real here let's be it's an impressive result for the purple dragon which outpaced red dead redemption 2 and fallout 76 Trust me, it's not that impressive. To take the top spot. Not only that, but PlayStation 4 commanded a 75% of the remake's retail sales showing that the PlayStation nostalgia very much exists. I didn't put that in there to throw it in your face. I think that just made sense. It's a PlayStation game. Yeah. Yeah. Spyro was a PlayStation, absolutely. Yeah. So I think post-Skylanders, the, the youth do not... Like, when I was telling the students youth. about this... They yeah. have no idea what Spyro was. Yeah. They're like, oh, from Skylanders. I was like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because that threw me off. I was oh. like, wait a minute. You, you think he's a Skylander? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he is a Skylander, but but, but is he a Skylander? I don't know. He's so much more. Yeah. That was so much more. A neat thing to notice. Yeah. No, it's oh, – God, that's why I don't talk to the youth. That's why that, – yeah, Bobby's in his little like, ivory tower, and he's just like with there with his you know, little AOL. You got mail. He's just like – Oh, this is great. Dial up. Uh, number Switch one was Spyro. One. <laughs> God damn it. So, number one was Spyro. Number two, Red Dead. Number three, Fallout 76. Number four, Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Number five, FIFA. Jakarta FIFA's 19. Uh, six was Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Number seven, Black Ops 4. Number eight, uh, Fortnite the Deep Freeze Bundle. I was going to buy that, but the cover sucks. Uh, nine was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I feel bad. Hitman 2 was 10. I feel like, damn, Mario Kart beat it. I mean, maybe that's because Mario Kart, people are buying Switches and then they're buying that. But, man, Hitman's such a great game. I was watching um, I was watching the Versa Vulture 86. Oh, right? yeah, Andrew, what's Mixer. up, Mixer.com slash Versa Vulture. I was going to say it's super ghost. Uh, <laughs> but with that, that's awesome. That's excellent. Spyro's yeah. doing great. But I got, I got a question for you. I mean... Both these games sold great, but does Red Dead have the staying power that GTA Five had? Just, just or has? No. Oh, I, I think it could. Yeah. 
uh, once we see what online's all about. Okay. Because um, I think that's why GTA Five is still selling is because of the online. So, I think it could, but like you, I like you mentioned earlier, when it comes to intros and games, that Red Dead intro is. is Sluggish. way too long very yeah. sluggish so yeah yeah and i think that is going to take a lot of people out whereas grand theft auto 5 is it's a setting you're you know it's it's a beginning that starts up a lot faster and yep. then yeah you have the online infrastructure that's just been there for years now mm-hmm. and so i think red dead again gotta wait till the online to really give it a final verdict but i think you're you're all right and then right here call of duty has outsold red dead redemption in the mpd numbers of last month call of duty did outpace red Red Dead Redemption, and MPD analyst Matt Piscatella said that the lack of single-player campaign did not hurt Black Ops 4's launch month sales in the slightest. So, my question, this is the final question of the night. Luke, you've been playing a lot of that Blackout. You're real good at it. Is Call of Duty single-player dead? No. No? It's not dead. It's not dead. And Black Ops 4 is amazing, mm-hmm. and I never thought I'd say that, because two months ago I was like, I don't know about this Activision, and I get real skeptical when it comes to Activision's uh, online practices. Yeah. But they truly did release, an, I feel, a wonderful product. Zombies is very fleshed out, pardon the pun. Um, I think that oh, shit, that's good. The, the multiplayer was, was excellent, uh, competitive multiplayer. And then Blackout stands on its own as, as in my opinion, the best battle royale with that aesthetic. Um, it's, it's forgive, realistic. I don't know. It's not Fortnite. I don't know what you would call it. Right. Um, it's just, it's, it's better tactical. than PUBG. Yeah. Oh, yes. By, by far better than PUBG, which is yeah. probably going to get new life uh, soon with it with its launch, though I don't think it's going to matter. Um, but I thought Black Ops 4 was a complete product, and uh, I'm very happy for it, but I don't think it's dead, if only... So they can say it's not dead for their next marketing thing because you can't release Blackout twice. True, that's true. I mean, do you think they're gonna? Do you think that they're going to say Blackout's still here, but it's called something different, and like all your stats are just like back to one, like none of the skins carry over now? No, I think Blackout will. My, my hope for Blackout is that when Call of Duty the twenty nineteen comes out. Blackout is broken out, and you can download it separate, free to play. Um, because that the Blackout map is a collection of old Black Ops maps. I understand it. I never liked Black Ops one, two, or three. Okay. Um, but it's got like the Nuketown section. It's got the yes. mansions. That, because it's like a greatest hit section, I can see them doing more of like Fortnite Ooh. with the cube or the rocket. Do something unique within that map or, versus or hear me out here. You have it so you have blackout is all the black ops section, and then you have like the modern like war you know like modern Mod warfare out. map section, and it's kind of like here it is. There's the greatest hits there, and then like the third map is like inf- you know Infinity War. Put that in quotes, like <laughs> whatever they did. Ghost. Are you are you suggesting keep the mode called blackout, but then the new map is modern warfare? It's blackout is just the map to the overall Call of Duty battle royale. It's it's the extended universe. Blackout is the map, blackout, and then yeah, like whatever we're gonna call Modern Warfare's map, modern. Well, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Keep keep it. But like blackout two map, you know, and it's just all the 
modern warfare stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle, what do you think? I I hope single player is not dead, um, because I I actually I didn't play World War Two, mm. um, but I liked what Infinity War, Infinity War, in, <laughs> Infinity War or Infinite Warfare, yeah, uh, did with kind of like it's, it kind of had like a, a hub. Like, where you mm-hmm. go out on mission stuff. And I like that approach. Yeah, I also. So I, I hope they go back to that because that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, I hope it's not dead. I really I really do. Yeah. But I'm, I, obviously it doesn't matter because Call of Duty players well, usually just play online. So. I'm going to say this, just like how Superman, uh, Superman said it to Batman. It's dead. Bury it. Just like your parents, old man. <laughs> what are you burying? What are you, wait. You're burying them single, single player. player. Yeah, yeah. Single okay. Player. It's gotcha. It's done. It's over. If Activision, if if their sales didn't hurt from this, uh, they have no reason to until it starts, and then they'll add it back in like mm-hmm. two games from now. They'll be like, "Look at we have the campaign," and you know it's Kevin Smith. Oh wait, no, it, it's Kevin Smith. <laughs> like he's the bad guy, you know, and it's Kevin James as the you know, good guy. <laughs> Can it be? Paul Blart. Can we just play as Paul Blart? <laughs> it's, they have started the Paul Blart if they don't cinematic play, universe. The Blart out. Blart out. It's the new map. Just Kevin James sections on the map. And the, and the characters, the characters are all just Kevin <laughs> Kevin James yeah. characters. You got him on the Segway. You got yep. him from Grown Ups. King of uh, Queens. The teacher no, who no, went the to map the is martial Queens. arts. The map is Queens, yeah. and you win, you get, you're the king. Yeah, but I absolutely. will just tell you, I'm not, bu- I'm not buying this unless I can wear a football team's jersey. Oh, God, no. You don't. Fair. It's going to not end up in your favor. <laughs> it's not. With that, guys, gals, everyone, that's been the trophy room for this week. That's it. It's great. Just thank you for coming, Luke. Seriously, yes. it's, it's great. I love having you on. It's amazing. Just talking shop, talking Talking PlayStation, isn't it great to talk about PlayStation? It is great to, talk, to come on and talk about games uh, and and chat about you know just video games yes. in general. I mean, because yeah. when you play together, you stay together, and I think that's the important thing. And so I apologize for talking so much uh, over sweet. you, Joe. But Kyle, really, uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for letting me kind of help fill the co-host role today. It was a an honor, and I appreciate it. <laughs> and Luke, where can they find you? Please, please do it. Oh, uh, I would love it. Really and truly. If you guys enjoyed my content today, uh, you can find me over on Mixer where I stream at Mixer.com slash InsipidGhost. That is really true. I'm like bumping up to 400. I'm really proud of that. I've had such a great time with that community. Everyone's so kind and lovely there. Uh, And then you can find me uh, on Twitter at MLS Reserves because branding's bad. But, but, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to start doing this. At the Xbox Drive. It's a podcast where I, I, we chat with uh, my good friend, Sean Capri, uh, about gaming and games and Xbox specifically. Thanks. All right. All right. Yeah, dude. And, and seriously and sincerely say this. I'm not an Xbox guy, right? If Phil Spencer, no one's perfect. Phil Spencer, I'm going to say this. He wronged me. All right. He cut me off at an intersection. And I was just like, what's your problem? And he just gave me the middle finger. He's just like, yeah, you're my problem, guy. It was just like, ever since that day, I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. But. And that I is why Crossplay has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy does a PlayStation podcast. No, yeah, like, Crossplay's no. over. Uh, but with that, guys, yeah, uh, seriously, that show's amazing. 
it's 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 the it's my daily driver <laughs> when i when i'm when i'm out driving when i'm out working and going to school and all that stuff i always pop into the drive so go check them out they're amazing i always think Thanks. of you guys as like the sister podcast you got us yeah. two wackos there and then you got one wacko talking in his car and one sane man <laughs> listening <laughs> I, I thank you that means that means a lot to both of us i'm yeah. sure sean and i both we, we love the the camaraderie that comes from gaming together so yeah thank you and kyle where can they find you you can find me at who that ninja 73 on twitter and psn pretty much everywhere um you can find my show all about kind of funny at best friends talk funny at bfs talk funny on twitter um, i'm gonna be a, probably gonna do a special episode because it's thanksgiving this week Ooh. so that hopefully i'll have that out soon and uh just enjoy your thanksgiving be with your friends, your family, play some games, oh, and, and, and be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And again, you can find this podcast on all types of RSS feed services. I found two more RSS feed services, uh, Kyle, while I was just typing us up on Google because iTunes is being weird. And dude, I was just like, holy shit, there's so many places. So just what? check us out. Any RSS feed. Go, go, if you know, go on Yahoo, ask Jeeves, Trophy Room. We're there, guys. We're there. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Did I say Popbean? Yeah. Go check us out. Rate us five stars. It really does help us out. Grows this big, beautiful family that I call home. We're here at Bad Big Games as well, each and every Thursday. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everyone, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation games, PlayStation games. <laughs> Bye.